Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review, where I review the Joe Rogan experience. Today, it's a swap cast. Swap cast. Joe doesn't do too many of these, but he just went hunting in Lanai with uh, John Dudley, Cameron Haynes, maybe some others, I'm not too sure. And on the flight, on the way back, they, John Dudley and Joe did a podcast. So this is an interesting one to listen to because there's some background noise and other things. And I really like it because it just shows, look, it doesn't matter, right? Production value isn't what makes a podcast. Sure, it's nice to be able to hear it clearly and for it to sound good. But if there's a bit of a hum in the background, who gives a shit, okay? It's the content and who's on there. It's a more real event. And I love that they do it in this way. And I love that Joe utilizes his time in this way. And it's definitely not a chore. He wanted to talk to John about hunting and how it went out there and they really get into some cool stuff some excellent comparisons so even if you're not really big into hunting if you're someone that just wants to learn a craft really well you get a picture of it from two guys that are exceptionally good at uh their individual art so let's get started start with a quick shout out to you guys for downloading and for those that are watching me on youtube uh recently at least with the bob lazar uh, podcast i did uh some people left some comments and um said that they liked that one they wanted to hear some more maybe a second version of it and i really appreciate that i don't really do the audio only on youtube personally obviously i post to it and people can listen and watch it but that's only because i want to get as much of this podcast out there as i can just in case anybody finds it interesting and they want to listen to it um but i appreciate people that do and uh thank you for downloading and all the rest of it uh please you know if you want to message me um, because for whatever reason, I don't get those comments. They don't, it doesn't notify me that I, I, those comments are there. Maybe I have to change the setting. I'll, I'll figure it out. But you can also hit me up on Instagram. Uh, the Joe Rogan Experience Review is the Instagram name. And follow me on there. You can write me a message. That's a really good way to get a hold of me because I, I have to check that uh, most of the time. But again, thanks, guys, as always. Right, so the Swapcast... What I really enjoyed about this one is multiple things, right? I I loved their friendship and the friendship that's building because they haven't known each other a great deal of time, but they have huge admiration for each other. Uh, John Dudley had quite a good podcast and a solid following before he even connected with Joe, and I'm sure Joe has really helped that out. And, And then also Joe has been able to work with some of the best bow hunters in the world like John because of that and learn a great deal more. Uh, They invented this drink together. And if you, if you know the the Rogan podcast, you may have heard of the, the car lady drink, right? And uh, Joe talks about how it was created on, on the podcast. So check that out. But just basically rating the mini bar, it consists of Red Bull, tequila, red wine. If you ask me, sounds terrible. I don't know if any of you guys have ever tried it. If you have, let me know. Send me a message and say what you rated out of 10 and is it worth ever trying? I think if ever I was in a position where that was all that was in the minibar, I'd probably give it a shot. Maybe I would. I don't know. 
Um, so the so the friendship portion was one. The the other thing is uh, just their description of their own expertise. You know that they that they know their arts. You know their individual arts so well that they get to talk about it in 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 the way that they do and they're very descriptive and and i love how they go back and forth and they use comparisons from other types of arts and 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 lastly just really in a sense how humble these guys are you know john especially really pushes on that you know he talks about going back to the basics when he's learning archery even though he's one of the best in the world or has been you know he goes back to his fundamentals and really breaks it down. And Joe says the same thing. He does that for comedy. And I love that. There's a bit, there's a big lesson there. You know, anytime I start to think that I'm getting good at something, especially with jujitsu, you know, maybe I'm learning a more complex move. And then all of a sudden I get like a sloppy armbar. I'm just like, what am I doing? It's like, I haven't been paying attention to really what the basics are. So I love hearing that, right? How do, how do people become masters of their craft? How do they do it? It's not easy, and uh, you want to listen to what they're saying. Um, they get into some of the technologies of things that they use. This hex suit that they talk about. Any hunters out there that are using one of these or know what it is, uh, please point me in the direction. Send me a link uh, just so I can... I googled it a bit. I don't know a lot about it. Supposedly, it's blocking like radio wave energy, and that interferes with... Uh, some of the way that these prey animals can interact with the world so that they can see you coming. And uh, it sounds cool, you know? I mean, in, in a sense, if animals can pick things up with these, like, radio waves, that, and now all of a sudden you're invisible to it, it's kind of like the predator being able to go invisible, right? I mean, to some degree. Obviously, you can still be seen, but that's what we're doing. We're creating that that type of thing. Now, the hunt that they went on in Lanai, I guess this is the third one of those hunts that they've done. It's for a deer called Axis deer that I guess was brought over here from India, whose natural predator was like tigers and things. So this deer is incredibly skittish. And uh, and I only know this from, from listening to Rogan's podcast. I don't, I don't know anyone else personally in... in my friends that are hunters that have hunted this deer. But I can't imagine how fast it is because of the way that these world-class bow hunters describe it. I mean, I just can't imagine myself ever being able to shoot one. If they struggle to do it, I'm just like, I don't know how you would. I really don't, unless it was luck. I mean, to actually stalk one that is switched on and paying attention, the fact that they can move as soon as the arrow is fired... How fucking close do you need to get to these things? Now, they say it tastes delicious. It's one of the best meats. It should be, right? If it's that fast, it should be. That's the only way about it. I, you would have thought in an evolutionary context, the, the deer being that quick, right? That's to survive. Why not also make your meat taste terrible? Why not also have some sort of chemical running through your body like a like a cactus or or like a spiny plant that just makes you taste bitter so the animals that are hunting you don't even want to eat you you, you know wouldn't that make sense if you if you don't want to get eaten taste bad 
and but also run really quickly. I guess you wouldn't need to run really quickly if you tasted bad, because then no animal would be eating you anyway. You could just like wobble around. Maybe that's what sloths taste like. Maybe they're terrible. That's why they can walk so slowly. It must go hand in hand. They're getting to some of the the technology. I'm not a super up to date on the latest bow stuff. Um, and really, I should be listening to John's um, knock on podcast a lot more. But I, I just run out of time, and I, I don't get that much opportunity to shoot anyway. So I just kind of stick with what's happening in my world. But uh, I guess Joe is using the Hoyt RX three. Uh, he says it's very quiet. That's a good bow. Hoyt obviously makes great bows. Cameron Haynes is shooting the Helix at the moment. The Helix bow. I'd love to shoot both of those. I'd love to see uh, what's going on out there. The cool thing about bows is, um, really, I mean, you can get something really incredible for under a thousand dollars. I mean, and that's it's you know world class at that point. Then it's just up to you to learn how to shoot, but. Uh, it's not the most expensive hobby to get into. It's a little expensive. It takes a lot of planning, but um, expense-wise, it's not too bad. I mean, you know, jet skis are more than that, and that's just zipping around a lake. Um, yeah, yeah. Joe compares archery to pool in this episode, which I find really brilliant. If you listen to that and the way that he compares the two, you see, you just see a bit of his mindset and also why he got so into it. It's the precision aspect. It's the fact that it takes so long to learn. It's that there's so many variables and Joe doesn't take any of them lightly. You know, it's not like he's just getting handed a bow and he's shooting because, a, a, you know, a top archer said, this is how you do it. Joe takes it. He wants to know how every bit works. He wants to try different bits. He practices. He really takes it seriously. I mean, in a sense, when these guys meet up with Joe, you know, he's not like one of those guys that climbs up Everest. You know, he's just some investment banker poser that has Sherpas do all the heavy lifting for him and blah, blah, blah. Joe puts in the work. You know, he's like the ultimate type of student that you would want because of how seriously he takes those things. I don't think that I, if I had the opportunities that he does, I think that I would, I would spread myself too thin to get really good at each individual, like art, like even if I was, and I do love archery, and I do love bow hunting, but if I got to meet Cameron Haynes and these different guys, yeah, I would shoot with them, I would love to go hunting with them, I would practice and do other, but then, being that I would be in Joe's position, I would have so much opportunity to do so many different things, I'd let that fall to the wayside. Joe doesn't seem to do it. He just gets in these routines and just powers forward and enjoys every bit of it. I absolutely love that. It's uh, it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, and then they talk a little bit about going back to the basics, right? Of of John Dudley talks about the this class that he does, you know, and it, and it teach people things. And then every now and again, I go back and just go over his fundamentals really heavy. And then Joe makes the same comparison with. Once he's done with the comedy special, he he scraps that material and goes back to the basics. Goes back to, you know, basically he's, how did he describe it? He said he's like a, a beginner comedian that knows how to do comedy, right? Because he has no material. He has to go back and write it all again. So it, it really is like back to the beginning, back to the fundamentals, back to being scared again, 
no comfortable time. Like, let's work through it. And, and I, and I love that. I, I think there's just a massive lesson there. Um, a few things that they, they start to end on. One big one is the reach of podcasts and how awesome podcasts are. Uh, he gives the example of how the Cypress Hill guy played in front of half a million people at Woodstock. It's like one of the biggest crowds you can imagine. But Joe says if he ever gets only half a million downloads of his podcast, that's kind of a shitty podcast. And it's funny to say because just the other day, and thanks to you guys and everyone listening, even though all I do is a Joe Rogan experience review, just the review of his podcast, since I started this podcast just a year ago, it was like a year ago last week, I think, I've reached over a third of a million downloads. That's a lot of fucking downloads. I have very little experience with this, so thank you. But it just goes to show the reach. I mean, it, it even my podcast, I've been downloaded in almost every country in the world at some point. North Korea, still zero downloads. Big surprise. I was hoping to hit somebody, maybe Kim Jong, but, you know, in time, we'll find out. But yeah, the reach of these podcasts, it's like there's never been a way to get your message out like this. And it's reaching, for Joe, it reaches hundreds of millions of people. I don't I don't know. He might even reach over a billion downloads a year. I'm not sure. But uh, it's, it's big stuff. And it's pretty fucking awesome. Lastly, they finish with something that I'm very excited about. So they are both about to introduce Jocko Willink to archery. I guess they're going hunting with Jocko. I can't wait to hear that podcast. Imagine what it would be like out there camping with Jocko and Dudley and Joe and and going on a bow hunt. I mean, just fucking awesome motherfuckers, killers, brilliant. Just, that's something I'm excited for. I can't wait to hear how it goes. I really hope Jocko loves it and gets into it and obsesses about it. But uh, yeah, this was a fascinating one. Check it out and uh, let me know what you think. Thanks as always for downloading, listening, subscribing, whatever you're doing. I appreciate it. Cheers.